man, is that the Rock News Weekly podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. It's time for another episode of the Rock News Weekly Podcast this week of August 23rd, 2021. Season 3, episode 33, Chris here, and Charles and crew inside the garage. What's up, guys? Hey, 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 hey. Lots of things happening uh, this week, including Jonathan Davis from Corn testing positive for COVID-19 this week. Uh, Nine Inch Nails canceling the remainder of their tour this year. Eddie Vedder, daughter Olivia, featured on a new soundtrack for a new Sean Penn film. We'll talk about that. Rush is launching their first ever beer collaboration later this month. And a new copyright lawsuit is being brought against the band Nickelback. We'll find out mm-hmm. why. Uh, plus, this week in Music History Trivia Weekly, WTF, and so much more. All of our links are up, of course, at rocknewsweekly.com. Give us a like and a follow on our socials for our weekly one-minute video updates. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, it's all the same, at Rock News Weekly. New albums that came out last week on the 20th of August from Between the Buried and Me, Bleachers, David mm. David Duchovny, as we mm. mentioned. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Def Heaven, Debbie Gibson, James McMurdy. Cool on the gang. Debbie hey. Gibson, cool on the gang. I know, right? Nice. They're still around. Uh, Lord, Maggie Rose, Martha Wainwright, Shannon and the Clams, Ooh. Sturgill Simpson, Villagers, Wanda Jackson, and Wolves in the Throne Room. Fun fact, Wolves in the Throne Room. Kids group. They do kids songs. No. Lighthearted kids songs. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, they're death metal, they're, right? They're very They're heavy. like straight out of Sweden. That would be a good kids group, though, right? Yeah. Wolves in the throne room. I know, right? It's like, uh, it, it, it is a kids group. It's just they sing like death metal style. <laughs> patty cake, yeah. patty cake. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bitchy spider. It's a bitchy spider. <laughs> that would be pretty good. All right. 27th of August this Friday, we got new albums coming out from Belly, Big Red Machine, Chubby and the Gang, Ooh. Churches, Danko Jones, Diane Warren, uh, Idress, Halsey, Indigo D'Souza, Steve okay. Gunn, The Bug, and Turnstile. All right, right on. I'll have new albums out this Friday, cool. so check that out. Tour news this week. Bush, Stone Temple Pilots going to be co-headlining a tour this fall. This is one of the only tour announcements that I've seen in a while. And I don't know if they're actually going to be able to pull this off, but it looks like they're all playing kind of southern states, midwestern states, which seems to be the trend for tours right now. Oh, yeah. Seems like a lot of those venues and states are just like, yeah, come on down. Yeah, come yeah. on down. Let's Who spread. gives a shit? Spread it around. You know what's crazy is uh, COVID is so bad in this in this southern really bad. states right now. Like, I, even as a musical artist, you know, if somebody were like, yeah, you can come down to this giant, you know, it's your breakthrough, right? I'd be like, uh, I'm good. Yeah, I'll wait. But no, apparently Stone Stone Temple Pilots and Bush hitting the road in October. They're kicking it off uh, in Texas, and then they're going through Louisiana, Tennessee, North Carolina, Oklahoma, all the way through October. So mm, if you okay. guys are in those states and you want to roll that dice, then go ahead. Have fun. Yeah, do it. Do it. And uh, all, pre- appreciation for – I mean, I was born in the South, so I like, I'm like I'm, I'm cool yeah, with the South. Yeah, so our right. Southern listeners, you know, we're not leaving you hanging. It's just It just sucks that COVID is everywhere around you. Yep, and – your governors aren't doing very much about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take a stand. So, anyway. Take a stand. It's a bitchy spider. 
<laughs> Nine Inch Nails canceling the remainder of their 2021 tour. Oh. So on the other side of that coin, mm, uh, yeah. they say, quote, it is with great regret. We're canceling all Nine Inch Nails appearance for the remainder of this year. When originally planned, these shows were intended to be a cathartic celebratory, uh, celebratory return to live music. However, with each passing day, it's becoming more apparent we are not at all at that place yet, mm. end quote. So yeah, kind of agree with that a little bit. Um, Nine Inch Nails schedule included several festivals and those two headlining shows uh, in Cleveland as well. They were going to open uh, the Pixies were on that. Lineup. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, Pixies, Nine Inch Nails. I was looking forward. To, I was like, that's a pretty cool tour it and it's yeah. not going to happen. So that sucks. I heard somebody's filling in for them, though. <laughs> I was reading that. I'm not sure who it is, but somebody's filling in for them for the for Nine Inch Nails. Oh, for Nine yeah. Inch Nails. Yeah, oh, I just, okay. I was just reading that. So this Pixies morning. are still on. I think then, so. Oh, okay. And then somebody's, somebody's, oh man, I forgot who it was. Oh, Slipknot. 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 Really? Yeah, I read it. I read an article saying that Slipknot was filling in for Nine Inch Nails. Maybe wow. it was for like a festival or something. Oh, uh, I bet you it was the festival appearance. That's probably what it yeah. was. I couldn't see Slipknot and Pixies doing a tour together. I mean, <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be a pretty cool, definitely uh, uh, yin and yang like, tour. <laughs> like 99 Woodstock, like Jewel and Limp Biscuit. Yeah, right. Or Cheryl um, Crow and Metallica. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a 99 Woodstock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've actually been listening to Pretty Hate Machine um, a lot lately. That's I've been, such a good album, yeah, isn't it? I, I've gone back on it. I'm, I, if you, and it. And for our younger audience, if you've never listened to Pretty Hate Machine, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> kill you. I'll fucking hunt you down. I'll kill you. It was recorded in Charles Manson's house, okay? Yeah, yeah. That was that was a that was a call it. That was a downward spiral. Downward spiral. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Pretty Hate Machine. Uh, but that that was our first one. But yeah, that was a. Uh, cool electronic album like hell in, yeah industrial and oh. just uh I, i've been playing it a lot on our new show on the bear the classic alt underground and i pulled a lot of the the tracks from that album and they just they sound great they hold oh, the test wonderful. of time they sound amazing still yeah. and the passion in his writing and stuff is uh really impressive such, so. such a dope such a dope album yep um, all right, some more rock news. Jonathan Davis testing positive for COVID-19. Oh. So it was funny. Last week they were saying someone in the corn camp has uh, COVID and we're going to have to cancel some of these shows. And then the next day it came out that it was Jonathan Davis, Ooh. the fucking lead singer. And I'm like, well, that's a pretty big uh, oh, yeah. member of the corn camp to have COVID. Corn camp. It, it's not like it was their lighting director. Yeah. Corn uh, camp. That was uh, that was the fun summer camp that uh, we went to in the mid-90s. Corn, well, yeah. Corn camp. I was gonna say I think I I think I've heard a short-lived summer camp. Yeah, there was a commercial for Corn Camp, and it was basically just Jonathan Davis and Monkey and Fieldy, and they ran a summer camp, and yeah. it was kind of like movie heavyweights. Yeah. But instead of a, a camp for fat kids, it was a camp for uh, like degenerates and yeah people from the Insane Clown Posse. It was stuff like that from like you know? Iowa. Yeah, just a bunch of white kids from Midwestern Iowa, Midwestern states yep. mostly, and yeah, just yeah. you know, kind of. Yeah, corn camp. I remember. Fun fact. I remember there was a class at corn camp. It was um, how to, in in three breaths, um, sing like your angry metal and then your like whiny cry, like right. you know, like it's a, a weird, very, yeah, yeah, very unique skill. A weird sort of like. <laughs> it's hard. It's That's hard how to it, do. Yeah. Corn camp That's how corn... really excelled at that. That's how. <laughs> 
<laughs> I remember Lalo, Lalo and I were listening to a corn song and we were like, oh, this song is great, right? It's like a new song. Like, oh, this is awesome. And, oh, please don't kill it. Don't kill it, Jonathan Davis. Like, it's really, it's got, yeah. And so it was like, it was the, the childhood trauma. And it was like, we're like, please don't kill it. And then all of a sudden, I got you disease. It's like, why, dude? Why? Why did you kill this song? Uh, we'll never oh know. Well. We'll, we'll never, never know. We'll never know. Yeah. Well, we could learn how to do that in corn camp. <laughs> you could. You know and what they serve? Um, you know what they serve as a as the main vegetable in corn camp? Cream corn peas. Peas. Wow. Fun fact. No corn at all. <laughs> no corn at all. <laughs> wow. Who knew? Corn camp. Good stuff. Corn camp. All right. Now look at. We got a new feature, guys. It's called Canadian Corner. Eh? It's news from the Great White North. News from the we Great White North. Two eh? stories on two Canadian bands. Ooh. This is enthralling news here for in Canadian Corner. A new debut here, guys. So check it out. Nickelback going to be facing mm. copyright lawsuit for their song Rockstar. Oh. So, it was a 2005 hit from the band, uh, Rockstar, pretty generic track. It's pretty, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard it. I'm sure you have. It's pretty bad. Uh, but here's the deal. A guy named Kirk Johnston filed a lawsuit against mm. all of the members as well as their management, uh, same as, as well as the, the label Roadrunner Records and Warner Music. They're saying uh, that the band copied his original music composition, Rockstar, they spell it Rockstar, all one word. He spells it Rockstar, two separate words. Oh, yeah. Which he wrote in 2001 while a member of the band Snowblind Revival. Okay. So he says he wrote that, and there was an album with that track actually on it, and so he's bringing it to court now. Oh. Johnston is seeking damage for copyright infringement and an injunction against further infringement. Ooh. So do you think this is actually going to go through, or do you oh, think yeah. that he's full of shit and maybe he's just trying to get uh, I think he's trying to get publicity. his nickel back. He's trying to get his nickel back. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. But they, so here's yeah. the deal. He wrote it in 2001. They released theirs in 2005. Yeah. It's 2021. What took him 15, 16 years to figure out, hey, now's the time to yeah, that's true. get my money. Yeah, Instead that's true. of the height of their popularity in 2005, 6, yeah. when that song was all over radio and MTV or whatever. and Yeah. But 16 years later, now he's going for it. So those are yeah. the things that that's the kind of stuff that I wonder why. What's the deal? What's the reasoning behind it? Well, he knows they can't afford a lawyer. Now. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> that's, that's Maybe it took him 16 years to save up yeah. enough money to get uh, nickel back to yeah. court. Big time. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see. Um, that's going to be an interesting one. You know oh, what yeah. it is, though. In all reality, Nickelback has been—they've all been working out, and they're all like swole. They got like prison tattoos and stuff. So they've right. been like threatening them and stuff for the past 16 years. Sending them, yeah, yeah. taunting messages. Yeah, exactly. in uh, cut-up magazine letters, <laughs> like a serial killer note. <laughs> You'll never take us to court. Yeah, rock star. You know Nickelback. I know you guys are are big fans. Of oh the yeah, show. they listen all the time. Mm-hmm. And I I appreciate that you guys listen to us. But um, your music was total garbage. Yeah, like it was it was it was pretty bad. No, but you it know, is. It's not. It was. Yeah, it, it, is, it is. Currently, yeah. bad. And I feel like I feel like um, you guys took a little bit of Alice in Chains and Stone Temple Pilots and Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. And then what you did is you put it all into one big, um, one big thing, and then you just destroyed it. You just killed it, and it killed a part of me when you did that. So um, just from so all of us go. here, yeah, yep. from all of us here at Rock News Weekly, I want <laughs> you to eat an entire bag of dicks. And good luck with that court case. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And now a message from one of our sponsors. 
Crow milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crows' eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The, uh, the fortification and benefits of these crows' eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crow's milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah. Because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that I don't give a fuck mentality yeah. on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow, yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and be, and be one with, with your own, um, with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. <laughs> Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk. So. Thank you, crow milk. Mm-hmm. Canadian, quarter, Canadian corner. Hot topic there. Ooh. That was the debut. Uh, so thank you, Nickelback, for that. Nickelback. Second. Uh, hot topic in Canadian Corner this week. Rush launching their first official beer. Here they are testing out the beer. Oh, it's Whoa, a boot. Hey, it's a boot looks, to be a cider, eh? Yeah, that looks like poop, eh? In that in that beaker. Oh yeah. Uh, so Rush members Getty Lee, Alex Lifeson teamed up with Toronto's award-winning Henderson Brewery for the new Rush Canadian Golden Ale. Mm. Back in 2016, they did a special. Put your scarf on Getty limited edition Canadian Imperial Stout, which sounds pretty cool. I'd love to see the artwork on that. And it was the natural choice for the band. So the new line officially launches on August 30th. Uh, The story about the beer goes that apparently uh, Rush's 2015 R40 tour went after a gig. Someone handed frontman Getty Lee a bottle of Robinson's Iron Maiden Trooper beer. Mm. Getty Mm -hmm. took one look at it and jokingly asked where the Rush beer was. That quip stayed in the mind of the band and recognized the growing craft beer movement particularly in their hometown of toronto yeah the band decided to finally do it so there you I, go i feel like rush beer just by the title alone should have some caffeine element to it uh you know i actually ha- you know it's, it's crazy <laughs> right? i didn't yeah. even realize that i actually have some right here i have the rush wow. beer right here exclusive yeah. i'm i'm I, i'm about to take my first okay. sip audience you ready for this all right let's all do right, it here we go taste hey. test that's delicious <laughs> Wow. It's such a good beer. That's amazing. It just makes your voice go like 10 octaves higher. It's, it's wonderful. The dragon. It makes you sing uh, tales of uh, Irish lore now and, and dragons in medieval times. Visible baggins. I love it. It's delicious. Good stuff. Oh, I'm back to normal. It's oh, like, it was like helium. All right. Well, it was that, like helium. That wraps up Canadian Corner. Wasn't much going on in Canadian Corner. But we made something go on in you Canadian know, Corner. Hey, I, I like to think so. Um, all right, check this out. This was kind of cool. Eddie Vedder and his daughter Olivia are featured on a new Sean Penn soundtrack album. Uh, it's called, the film's called Flag Day, mm-hmm. and it, the film and soundtrack uh, dropped on well this past Friday, August twentieth. Just came out. Also features Glenn Hansard, Cat Powers, Chan Marshall. Okay. Um, pretty cool. Flag Day is based on apparently a Jennifer Vogel book. Uh, it's called The Flim Flam Man, the true story of my father's <laughs> counterfeit life and and star Sean Penn alongside flim- his children, Dylan and Hopper. The Flim Flam Man. Flim Flam Man, the true story of my father's counterfeit life. I don't um, know. So, that sounds interesting, I it, guess. But. It does, but I'm I'm very disappointed in, in Eddie Vedder 
I'm disappointed in Why him is that? because he didn't name his daughter Betty. If if he would have named his daughter Betty, Betty Vetter, Betty Vetter, <laughs> it would be so much cooler than Olivia Vetter, right? Yeah, she probably would have hated him though. Yeah, <laughs> and then like and then like her nickname would be um would be after his favorite bass player Getty, right? And then so it'd be Betty Getty Vetter, get, get <laughs> Betty Getty Vetter. I like Getty Betty Vetter, Getty Betty Vetter. Getty Vetter. Hey, wow. Getty Better Vetter in the Flim Flam Man. <laughs> Getty Betty Vetter in the Flim Flam Man. The true Getty, story. Getty Betty Vetter presents the Flim Flam Man. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they they have worked together in the past. Apparently in 2007, they did the film adaptation for John Krakauer's book, Into the Wild, mm. which was a really good movie. Great movie. And Eddie Vedder did the soundtrack for that one, too. Mm -hmm. Sean Great Penn. soundtrack. I think that was Sean Penn's directorial debut on that one, too. Wonderful. I think it won an Academy Award. It was really good. It's a pretty heavy movie, though, I would say, you know, uh, be prepared for a... Uh, a heavy ending. On oh that one. yeah, but it's a true story, so I mean you can look it up and probably figure out the ending. Yeah, anyway, great, great movie. <laughs> Santana's got a new album coming out, and he's got Kirk Hammett on it from Metallica. Yes, as well as Steve Winwood and Rob Thomas, Chris Stapleton, Chick Corea. Okay, uh, a lot of people on this new uh, Carlos Santana album. It's called Blessings and Miracles, and it's coming out October fifteenth. So uh, it's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, you know, of course, Santana and Rob Thomas had that huge hit with "Smooth." Oh yeah, this is their first time since nineteen ninety nine that they've collaborated again. Oh yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Kind of interesting. It's been like twenty two years. Uh, so there you go, new album coming out from Santana and Great. some tour dates. He's got a Las Vegas residency that's actually going on at the end of August here and the beginning of September at the House of Blues, Mandalay Bay, and then he's all over the place, uh, going back to Vegas in November and December, and then all over the U.S. in September. Nice. So there you go. Check right. that out. Yeah, that's, that's going to be awesome. Arctic Monkeys reportedly recording a new album. They've been working on their new album in London. Uh, the band recorded there between June and July, apparently, of earlier this year. The post on social media that revealed this said, quote, We've had a great band. This was actually from the uh, studio. They said, quote, oh, no, my my tablet's powering down. Is that what they said? They, that's that's oh, the quote. No. <laughs> my tablet's powering down. The Arctic that's Monkeys are coming. <laughs> said that was uh, perfect direct that was, <laughs> that was perfect oh my god all right uh, and they said quote my power my, my tablet's, my tablet's powering, powering down oh no my oh, tablet's no. powering down and the arctic <laughs> monkeys are coming quick somebody call getty betty better <laughs> eddie yeah getty getty, getty betty vetter and betty the flim flam man get, get him down here get him down here <laughs> uh i i i smell a new, a new <laughs> movie commercial for that oh, one. Oh, okay, yeah. Get, Getty Betty Vetter and the Flim Flam Man. Sure, that could be. We could do a promo for that. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. Well, what would be the plot? What's so? What's the plot of, of that movie? Get Getty Getty Better Getty Betty Vetter and the Flim Flam Man. <laughs> we have Man. to learn how to say the title first. I think that'll be the first step in promoting it. That that's gonna be the part of the that's gonna be part of the promo though like the fact that we can't do it <laughs> so it's like it's coming this fall Getty 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 Betty Better what the hell is this, this yeah <laughs> yeah exactly Getty in Betty Better in the yeah. Flim Flam Man in a world where a child was seeking to escape poverty in the <laughs> eastern part of the United States in the COVID stricken South. Getty Betty Vetter rises from there the ashes. There you go. That's it. <laughs> 
to, to fight against the Flim Flam Man. In what? In one? In one? In one fell punch? Getty? Getty? Better? Getty? Betty? Getty? Better? Better? Getty? Betty? Better? <laughs> damn it! He's like, damn it! God damn it! In a world where you can say Getty Betty Better. And we're back. The tablet is back, so we are back, guys. It yes. died, and now it's come back to life. Okay, so Arctic Monkeys, they were saying uh, this this recording studio had made a post saying, quote, We had a great band staying with us for the last month recording an album. Musicians love the acoustics in the Great Hall in the drawing room with their huge vaulted ceilings. Being serenaded while watering and weeding the garden, listening to the double bass drums and piano wafting out of the open double doors was pretty nice. Thank you, Arctic Monkeys. Mm. End quote. So they revealed who the band was at the end of the post, and so people, the fans, were like, oh, shit, they're recording a new album. That's and cool. Arctic Monkeys made no mention of it, so it was kind of cool for the, the studio to mention it. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, so in January, apparently, the band said, uh, one of the members of the band said they were working on a new album, but they actually did it uh, this past July and June. So nice. There you go. Nice. Um, all right, one more rock story this week. Happy birthday going out to Robert Plant, turning 73 today. All right. Well, actually, on this past Friday, August 20th. Um, if you guys don't know, he's got his new podcast. It's called Digging Deep. Make sure you guys check it out. Um, it's based off of his uh, double disc so- solo album of the same name, Digging Deep. Mm. And uh, the podcast just started up again this year. He's going to be doing a new album, apparently, with Allison Krauss. They've reunited with producer T-Bone Burnett for the new Raise the Roof collection. The album marks the long-awaited follow-up to their 2007 Grammy Award-winning Raising Sand collection. Oh, yeah. So they did a bunch of, like, um, standards and stuff back then in 2007, won a Grammy. I think it was for, like, the best Americana album or folk album. Uh, for the Grammy Award, and now, uh, 13 years later, they've reunited for another album. Oh, They're cool. going to be doing songs from Merle Haggard, Alan Toussaint, the Everly Brothers, uh, as well as co-writing some uh, original tracks as well. So, oh, okay. Uh, there you go. That's nice. what Robert Plant's been up to. Of course, his uh, new solo album, Carry Fire, came out in 2018. That one's on the more of the rock side with his group, The Strange Sensation. So... There you go. And also a DVD is out now, which is kind of cool. It's Robert Plant and the Sensational Space Shifters live at David Lynch's Festival of Disruption. Oh, okay. So David Lynch did that Festival of Disruption in 2016 with music and video and all kinds of... It was a cool festival down in L.A. And Robert Plant uh, released a DVD and digital video now of that uh, performance. Oh, dope. That's kind of cool if you guys are interested. And apparently... Uh, Led Zeppelin uh, new official documentary is going to be coming out. It's gotcha. already done. La- yeah. la- it's already uh, apparently later this year they're going to release more details on that. Uh, but now some details have come out. Uh, they they, they kind of reported this uh, a while ago when it happened, but now some details are coming out about how they turned down $14 million for two reunion performances at 2016's Desert Trip concerts. If you guys remember that when it was Roger Waters, The Who, Bob Dylan... It was a big lineup uh, where they have the Coachella Festival. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. And they did Neil this Young. show called Desert Trip. Yeah. And yeah. apparently the headliners were supposed to be Led Zeppelin. And they were offered $14 million wow. for two shows. Here's the deal. They say Jimmy Page said yes and Robert Plant said no. The source claimed Jimmy went crazy. He really wanted to do it. Although the acts, including The Who, Bob Dylan, Roger Waters, and Neil Young, 
signed on as favored nations regarding their fee. Sources suggest that both McCartney and the Stones snag more for their respective sets. That's wow. right. Paul McCartney and the Rolling Stones ended up being the headliners instead of Led Zeppelin on one of those nights. So. God, for four, for, if they are able to pay $14 million for Imagine a just act. saying no to yeah. $14 million. Yeah. Nah. God. That's all right. That's crazy. So pretty wild, huh? Yeah. All right. Some rock birthdays. Check it out. Charles, who do we got in the rock birthday world Ooh. this week? Look at all these amazing people. Wow. We got Serge Tonkin uh, of System of a Down, the lead singer. If you guys don't know who Serge is, I will kill you. I will hunt you I down. Will destroy you. Uh, Glenn Hughes, former singer and bass player of Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, 70. Disputed. I, it's I seven. <laughs> 70. Disputed. Yeah. Steve. Uh, Steve Smith, uh, drummer for Journey and also Stan Smith's son from the show American Dad. <laughs> sure. Uh, right. Drummer for Journey from 1979 to 1985. So if you've guys seen the video for Separate Ways, he's the guy playing drums on nothing. There you go. And, yeah. That's, that's accurate. Yep. Uh, that's accurate. Gilby Clark, former guitarist at Guns N' Roses. <laughs> and rock star <laughs> cast member, 59. Steve Gorman, uh, drummer of the Black Crows. Ugh. Oh, everybody loves yeah. Steve Gorman. God. When they talk about drummers, Ugh. who's the first guy you think of? Black Crow. Steve Gorman from the Black Crows. <laughs> I think we talked about Black Crows a couple of weeks ago, and I like really had it in for him. Like, I, I think I went off on a tangent for like 15 minutes on how much I didn't like the Black Crows. Right. I'm um, well, sorry. I know you guys love the show. They they fucked that deal up with Crow's Milk. And oh, they did. Ever since then, it's just they've been on bad terms with us here. Yeah. So. Bastards. Yeah. You know. Um, James Pankow. Uh, trombonist of Chicago, 74, also makes a killer um, breading, a dried breading mix. Right, it's named Pankow. after him. Yep, uh, Francis Bean Cobain, okay, daughter of Courtney Love and the late Kurt Cobain. She's 29. 29. That's crazy, we're old. Kurt Cobain's daughter That's is crazy. 29. That is crazy. <laughs> we are old. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dirk Lance, real name Alex uh, Ketunich. I think Dirk Lance is his porn star name. Dirk Lance is a porn star name? It's definitely... It's, and also in the porn, he plays a detective. So, like, he dresses like Dick Dick Tracy? Yeah, yeah. Like a just, 1920s like, detective? Yeah. Like a bright yellow suit? Dirk Lance. <laughs> uh, Dennis Elliott, former drummer of Foreigner, uh, 71. Uh, Rob Steerkurt. Guitarist of Men at Work, 60. Disputed. It's disputed. It's disputed. We don't know how old he is. And uh, Donnie Wahlberg, a founding member of New Kids on the Block, actor, Blue Bloods, Dreamcatcher, Saw 2, II, Saw 3, and uh, also shot Bruce Willis in um, <laughs> right. in a movie where, where he's... Fun <laughs> fact. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yep. And he is 52, and guess what? He's been dead this whole time. Who knew? Who, it's, it's a... What a twist! It's like the um, it's like the kid on uh, the de- that sees dead people. That's it. Yeah, that's it. He sees Donnie Wahlberg. That's it. Don- and Donnie yeah. Wahlberg's dead. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, what a twist, huh? Yeah, what a twist. Who saw that coming? And now a message from one of our sponsors. Well, it's a rare condition this day and age to find a beer made with Creole caught in a cage. Krill and nutrition and a little lemon rind. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic krill inside these bottle walls. Cause all I see 
panties, it's filtered with baleen. Real krill bursting out of everything. Krill Reserve. Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea. Krill Reserve. Uh, All right. Yes. We got some trivia for you guys this week. A couple good ones here. This week in Music History Trivia 1972, let's go back because this band gets in a fight with the police at Akron, Ohio, after the band's equipment manager calls the officers pigs. Mm. The lead singer was maced and the bassist is arrested and pulled off the stage. What band was it? Was it A, Jefferson Airplane, B, Frank Zappa and the Mothers, or C, David Crosby and the Cocaine Ugh. Bayou Boys from Gatorsville, Florida? Ooh, nice. God, you had to throw that one in there, They're huh? a pretty rough and tough group, I, I gotta say. I don't know why police officers get so angry when people call them pigs. I mean, you know what pigs is an acronym for, right? What's it's that? A police in great standing. Service. Yeah. yeah, or great standing. Yeah, sure. police and great standing. That's that's it. So yeah, it's just, just an acronym. Take well, it easy, welcome guys. It. Welcome it. Right. Uh, so Lalo, you want to take this one? Okay. So, as much as I want to pick David Crosby and the Cocaine Bayou Boys from Gatorsville, Florida, <laughs> I feel like David Crosby would have like a deep affinity for pigs. I don't see him using it as an insult. Ah. I feel like David Crosby would own pigs. Interesting angle. Yeah. Ooh. So. I'm going to go with B, Frank Zappa, and the Mothers. Okay. All right. Charles, okay. are, you concurring? are you concurring? Do you uh, have a different hypothesis? see. Lead singer was maced, and the bassist is arrested and pulled off stage. Um, so, I like, so I know that it couldn't be David Crosby, and the reason why is because mace doesn't affect David Crosby. Right. It actually makes him more Yeah, angry. he loves it. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, give me some of that pepper. in my retina. Give me some of that pepper. <laughs> Spray it, spray it right in my retina. So get it in there. He'd be like, ah, sticking his tongue out. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Lalo. Frank Zappa and the Mothers. Frank Zappa and the Mothers. It's actually Jefferson Airplane. No, were they chasing rabbits? Yeah, they were. They were chasing a white rabbit all across the stage oh, and calling man. the pigs, uh, police pigs. Jefferson Airplane lead singer Grace Slick was maced. And bassist Jack Cassidy is arrested and pulled off the stage. Mm. Apparently, he tried to jump in. I was reading the story. He tried to jump in after she was maced. Like, the cops maced her first, the lead singer. No way. Yeah, she's a female lead singer. Cops just, like, maced her. And then Jack Cassidy goes over to be like, hey, what the fuck are you guys doing? And then they arrested him oh. for trying to assault a police officer Lame. or whatever, right? So, pretty I, crazy. Yeah. I feel like, okay, so I feel like Grace Slick is somehow or another related to Dirk Lance. They could and be. They, I think they were in a film together. Yeah, I think the film was the film was uh, Getty Betty Better and the Flim Flam Man. That was the Wow. We've come full all, circle. Isn't that we've crazy? Come full circle. Just crazy. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on to some more trivia guys. This week in nineteen sixty nine this musician is accidentally <laughs> shot while filming a movie in Australia. Who was it? Was it A, David Bowie, B, Mick Jagger, or C, David Crosby? All right, take you take it, take it, Lalo. This musician was accidentally okay. shot. Ooh, okay, this one is hard. You know what? Okay, I'm gonna have to go with David Crosby because something tells me that he asked somebody to shoot him. It wasn't because <laughs> he thought he could catch it with his shoot teeth, me, like please. Bruce, like Bruce Leroy. <laughs> Catch bullets with his teeth. <laughs> oh man, uh, I, God, that's a really good point. Man, 1969, this musician accidentally shot. 
So I feel like, yeah, I feel like uh, the it is David, it is C. David Crosby, a coke fueled David Crosby. Right. But it's anytime you you say the words David Crosby and accidentally shot, you know it's a typo. Exactly. Because there's no accident when it comes to shooting David Crosby. It's everyone is intentional. That <laughs> so, is a good point. Yeah, I'm 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 right I'm right there. It's actually Mick Jagger. What? What Here's- is he a robot, Lincoln? <laughs> yeah. Here's the poster. Ned Kelly, he's got a fucking. What half, is going on Half there? of his body is covered in like some kind of medieval armor, and then half of his body is like exposed. I don't know how he's wearing that hat that is clearly blocked on one side and has yeah. a bill absorbed in there. But uh, so yes, uh, Mick Jagger uh, played the. <laughs> look at him there. Does he look like a? Oh yeah. I don't know, like an old. He he looks like herder. an. Okay, so he looks like. An oddly effeminate Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> with a old Western scarf. Yeah, exactly. That like he tried to make like an Iron Man suit and just gave up halfway because it was just so, so poorly apparently dis- constructed. This film was like riddled with problems. Jagger's girlfriend also apparently overdosed on pills right before the filming commenced. Ooh. A fire destroyed the movie costumes, and Rolling oh. Stones founder Brian Jones passed away during that time. So oh it was wow! A really tough time for the Rolling Stones in that movie in general. Although the film's movie uh, was uh, already riddled with drama, the most bizarre disaster involved Jagger himself. In one of Ned Kelly's final scenes, filmed on August 18, 1969, Jagger says he was tasked with shooting a lot of policemen. He was was given a pistol loaded with blanks, and he filmed the scene as scripted. Well, the pistol backfired, Mm. causing a slew of shrapnel to lodge itself deep into his hand, where he was promptly taken to a hospital for treatment. Uh, with his music career potentially on the line, Jagger spent hours playing guitar and trying to rehabilitate his severely injured hand. Okay. Isn't that crazy, though? Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. All right, we got one more trivia question, guys. Ooh. In 2006, dun, dun, dun. German prosecutors announced that they would be pursuing an investigation into this artist after they performed a mock crucifixion scene during a concert on August 20th in 2006. Who was it? Was it A, Rammstein, B, Rammstein. Madonna, or C, Marilyn Manson? Uh, Lalo, what? That is like 100% Marilyn Manson. Like, there's no... Marilyn Manson? Yeah, there's no debate there. All right. Okay, so I've got... Uh, so I uh, so I think Lalo's on to something now considering his behavior lately. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw a curveball in there, and I'm going to say it's Madonna. Madonna, huh? I'm going to say it's Madonna, and I'm going to say that the person who convinced her to do it was a coke-fueled David Crosby. He could have been backstage <laughs> that whole time. <laughs> I got a great idea for you, Madonna. A great You're idea. You're going to love this shit. Yeah, I got a great idea. Well, you are absolutely correct. It was Madonna. Oh! Here's a picture of her doing what she did that they got so upset about. Apparently, yeah. she was raised... On this crucifixion thing where she's standing there like she's on the cross mm-hmm. and she's singing her song. Uh, they eventually do not pursue charges, though. On the Monday after the concert, spokesmen, well, whoever, said they could not open an investigation uh, because the church, they thought, said that it was hurtful to religious people. There was no indication of a criminal offense. Mockin said the scene was covered by laws protecting artistic freedom. Yeah. The scene, apparently Madonna rose from the stage, crucified on a mirrored cross, wearing a crown of thorns during her rendition of Live to Tell. It drew criticism from the religious leaders in Italy. They condemned it, saying it was an act of hostility toward the Roman Catholic Church. 
You know, so. I think if this, so this is in Germany, right? I yes. Think, I think yes. there's probably maybe 12,000 German art films where people are cru- <laughs> mockingly crucified. It's probably like a very common and thing. And probably a lot worse. Or, yeah, probably a lot worse, right? That, exactly. I would, I would say. It's like a combination of like a crucifixion and like a donkey show. <laughs> like there's like something, you know, with, with, like you've got like three policemen and then like one person's crucified another person's like would he like a spunking you know (laughs) like some weird thing and there's a dwarf smoking a cigarette you would think that they would be okay with that kind of stuff yeah right yeah i think yeah but you know i get it though i mean it's it's yeah i could see how they would be you know blasphemy this and that yeah religion's a very sensitive thing especially in other countries europe oh catholicism Mm -hmm. oh big time and now a message from one of our sponsors when you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Balljack is there with you. Hell um, yeah! America. Balljack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his balljack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his balljack. Woo! Balljack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. All right, some movie TV entertainment news. New Jeopardy host is under fire. Have you guys heard about this stuff, about Mike Richards? Oh, he already left. Yeah, so that's the the, the update apparently is that he's already backed down after this story came out. This, yeah. This whole story came out about how he hosted a podcast called The Random Show, which was hosting apparently from 2013 to 2014 he, he hosted it. Yeah. And he said a bunch of stuff, I guess, that he's uh, living to regret regret now. Oh, yeah. Um, apparently all the stuff was deleted from Podbean and all of his podcasting uh, stuff. He was saying offensive language, disparaging women's bodies. Uh, but uh, 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 he apparently used slurs when mocking his co-host for being short. Mm. Um, and he issued this statement saying he was deeply sorry, but like Charles said, he's totally out of there now. Yeah, so. yeah, he's... Just, I, I gotta wonder what what made Jeopardy pick somebody like that without doing their homework on geez, it. Jeez, I don't know. I mean, all you had like if if I was to to interview for a host of that show, all you had to do is just listen to this podcast <laughs> that we're recording today about what I just said about the German art film, and it was like, oh, that's Charles is fucking done. He can't even enter our pre. He can't even walk on our premises, right? He can't even. What was he talking about? A dwarf smoking a cigarette in a German <laughs> art film with somebody crucified in a donkey show like my god yep yeah i mean if you're gonna say that stuff just remember like i like i know right now that i'll never be in politics <laughs> or at least you'll have to contact me and be like chris we gotta yeah. take those episodes down <laughs> i'm running for office now they'll so. leak no matter what they'll even if you delete somebody them has all, them already saved yeah. waiting for you to ruin your life you know yeah, some <laughs> some random fan out there after you know is like oh, recording every single oh one of these oh my god I wouldn't be surprised. Well, you can download our episodes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, you can download them. Keep them forever. That's true. Um, All right, so news from around the world. Haiti earthquake. God, dude, they cannot catch a break in Haiti. It's so fucked up, man. I know. Um, Now it's up to 1,900. It's probably more for the official death toll. 
and the number of injured rose to 9,900, which is nearly 10,000 people injured That's in horrible. the hospitals, which is crazy. Many of them having to wait outside of a packed hospital to even get medical attention. No, oh, yeah, yeah. 30,000 30, families have been left homeless. Search and rescue efforts resuming uh, this past week. Uh, the effects of Tropical Storm Grace. That's the one that's really doing it right now, but my God. Yeah, that's horrible. Horrible. Yeah. So I just hate reading that stuff, but wanted to let you guys know that's what's going on. Uh, T-Mobile. Don donate. You donate. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah. Definitely donate to the Red Cross. To the, uh, look it up uh, as far as uh, what charities are directly supporting the people in Haiti right now. And yeah. Do your research, and and, uh, and they could use it, whatever you guys can send. Yeah, actually, anybody who's <laughs> listening to this podcast right now, if you find a decent uh if you find a decent donation, uh, give us a heads up, man. Like, yeah, let us yeah. know, and we'll promote it on the next podcast, yeah. uh, next week's show, and we'll say, hey, you know, Red Cross is uh, really doing well, or whoever it may be. So, yeah, check it out um, and support them. All right, T-Mobile confirming a huge data breach, still mm -hmm. evaluating mm -hmm. it, its extent. So, if you guys use T-Mobile, be aware. Apparently, mm -hmm. the hackers, <laughs> the hackers got in, uh, and apparently, they were able to get a. Uh, unauthorized access to uh, some of its data. They say some, but I imagine it was a good chunk. Vice had said that someone was selling personal data online from more than 100 million T-Mobile mm. customers that was attained in this breach. Yeah, They were selling this online in the dark web, including names, addresses, and phone numbers, social security numbers, as well as driver's license information. Yeah, T-Mobile says it hasn't determined yet if any of the personal customer data was involved and couldn't confirm the number of records affected yet because... There's a lot. They're in damage control, and I imagine that's a huge, huge deal to. Uh, well, it's not just. With. It's not just T-Mobile customers. It's anybody who's ever applied for T-Mobile and had a credit ah, check run. Yeah, that's they're also right. and T-Mobile's not just T-Mobile. So T-Mobile's like. They like basically took over like Sprint or something. Like yeah, I think they uh, bought Sprint and uh, yeah. another company and it like combined it. Yeah. yeah. So it's a it's a lot of it's a lot. A uh, hundred million is that's a lot of customers. That's, That's a, a lot, lot of data. Yep, absolutely. Um, so be aware, guys. Uh, do what you can to get some, uh, you know, I don't know, identity protection or something like that if you feel like your stuff's being compromised. Yeah. Uh, government declares first ever water shortage on the Colorado River, meaning mandatory cuts for other states, including, apparently, so they, they're home of the Hoover Dam. Yeah. Right? Uh, the, it's been the lowest since the lake was filled after the wow. Hoover Dam was completed in the 1930s. So it's at its lowest level in nearly 100 years. So the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation announced that the first tier of water cuts and under the priority system, Arizona and Nevada will be affected by the tier one mm, shortage, yeah. with Arizona having an 18% reduction in its Colorado River supply, which will most likely affect agriculture, and Nevada having a 7% reduction as well. God. Pretty crazy, huh? Uh, you're going to be living like us in California where we, we've been used to the drought for like... No, it's actually funny. Um, I knew somebody who moved here from Texas when we were in the worst part of the drought. Yeah. And, uh, and, and she was like, I am going to water my lawn as much as I want. No government is ever going to tell me that I can't water my lawn. And I was like, sure. You're okay. You're from te like, they fine you pretty big for that over here. It's, it, it's in, you know, you'll you're, find out you're caught. Yeah, you'll find <laughs> exactly. But it was just weird. Me like, you know, and I was thinking, you know, at some point other people are going to have droughts like ours and they're going to have to get rid of that mentality because they are. Yep. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's called reality and accepting it and dealing with it in a, you know, non-childish way. Absolutely. <laughs> right? I think I thought when as soon as you read the headline to this where it said mandatory cuts, 
my my brain immediately thought of like Congress members like pulling out like a little switchblade <laughs> and being like, I'll cut you. Yeah. I'll cut, cut you, buddy. I'll cut you. It's mandatory cuts today. Check this out. This is depressing. Hot dogs shorten your life by 36 minutes. Oh, I read that. I read that. Every hot dog a person eats shortens their life by 36 minutes. This comes from a University of Michigan study. Created a standardized way of assessing carbon footprint and nutritional impact of almost 6,000 foods. Mm. The researchers found that on average, 45 minutes are lost per gram of any processed meat that a person eats in the U.S. Mm. Isn't that, that's, uh, Yep, yep. I know. Not we, good. Yeah, we try to. We try to. We processed try to, meats are tough to get away from. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like, you know, if you go to any sub sandwich shop. Oh yeah, yeah, example. big time. Uh, and then yeah, and then your grocery store, hot dogs, barbecues, and things like that. There's a lot of processed meats out there. That yeah, it's really tough to get that uh, get away from that. But I do notice that a lot of um, hot dog companies are doing like the uncured. No oh, tanks, yeah. no yeah. nitrites, stuff like that to try and get away from the preservatives that are typical uh, associated with cured meats. Yeah, big like time. The nitrites, I think, are the main thing, right? Yep, nitrates absolutely. Nitrites, yep. those are the ones that uh, you you got to look out for those things. And if they're, if you see a nitrate or a nitrite on some processed foods, that's something you probably want to stay away from. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you want to lose 36 minutes of your life, hey, you know. I mean, it's up to you. I mean, I, those those uh, the professional hot dog eating champs, those guys are like gonna die they any are day going now. To die any day now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Joey Chestnut, I, you're awesome, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm look, I'm very sad for your passing in, in <laughs> five, m- five months. By the time you hear this, he may be dead. Yeah. Uh, Facebook unveils a tool that would allow having work meetings in a virtual reality setting. Okay. Using the Oculus Quest 2 headset, so they unveiled this new virtual reality app, and it's called Horizon Workrooms. And it's an effort to move uh, virtual reality beyond entertainment uses like gaming. So okay. it allows 16 users of the VR headsets to meet in a virtual conference room. But I got to say, who the fuck's going to be sitting there with a headset on doing a meeting? I, I, I do virtual meetings. Yeah. I don't see that as being too commonplace. Yeah, I do virtual meetings all the time. And, uh, and it, to me, this seems like totally pointless. Yeah. You're, it's, it's, it's basically fine. I mean, who wants to see the whole of a person? I don't give a shit. Well, I, and they don't even, they're just like cartoon avatars. Yeah. Not, it's not even like real virtual reality. Oh, really? It's like it looks, oh, wow, this is so real. The the picture I saw, it looked like it was a video game, like yeah. a Minecraft or something oh, like that, gotcha. where it's like you're sitting there and you have an avatar at the table and yeah. you're able to move and interact with your people at the table, but you look like cartoon characters. Oh, yeah. that's There's no way you so can take, yeah. what's the point of that? Business, bi, bi, and usually meetings are serious, so. And the headsets cost 300 bucks each. Yeah. So I, I don't understand. I think they're just trying to find another use for virtual reality. Oh, yeah. Promote it as something. I mean, maybe eventually if we didn't have to use um, a headset for that and we were able to use like a webcam. Yeah. And it would kind of put us in a virtual reality setting and make it easy and kind of fun and different that, that could be used but oh yeah That'd be I, cool yeah this sounds a little ridiculous all right so there has a, been a search and a survey for america's best restroom okay Guys, this is the last story of the week here cintas they supply a lot of restaurants and uh restrooms with you know hand cleaning equipment oh yeah right? cintas is huge yep. for that so they're asking the public to choose between 10 finalists for the title of America's Best Restroom. The company says that the 10 finalists were selected on criteria, including hygiene and aesthetics. So we have some finalists here for you guys. If you want to find some killer restrooms, here they are. Go to the Core 24 GVL Gym in Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah, bro. Or how about 
the fancy flush portable toilet in mm-hmm. Santa Rosa, okay. California. All right. Or what about if you're feeling adventurous, the JFK Airport Terminal 4 in uh, New York? Hmm. Apparently, uh, hmm. very nice restroom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Non-Thai fine dining in Atlanta, oh, Georgia. Okay. Very specific. Yeah. The Planet World Museum in Clarkston, Michigan. Fantastic restroom. Oh, yeah. Apparently. Okay. Clarkston, Clarkston, Michigan seems like like it must be the most mundane place to live ever. <laughs> like just everything is just Well, if that's their claim boring. to fame, is yeah. the nicest restroom, one of the nicest restrooms. Yeah. That's, yeah. They're like, what? Not much happens yeah. there. What should we name this town? I don't know what. Uh, hey, Clark. What do you think? What do you think? At Clarkston? Clarkston? Uh, Clark- all right. Clarkville. Whatever. Whatever. What's nah, I like Clarkston better. Clarkville the, sounds kind of stupid. What's the most famous sandwich in Clarkston, Michigan? Well, mayonnaise on white bread. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And it's That's served it. specifically at the Planet World Museum yeah. in Clarkston, Michigan. It's actually the one place that Chicken Marrow Nubbins won't go. <laughs> it's he will not travel to Clarkston, he doesn't Michigan. Like, yeah, they, yeah. They, they're not very good there. So you can vote for yours and check out the list at bestrestroom.com. Do it. Check it out and vote. All right, guys, that does it for us this week. If you enjoyed our podcast, please give it a rate, uh, a like, five-star, whatever rating, uh, however you guys listen. We're on Audible now on iTunes. uh, Lots of places to rate and uh, appreciate the podcast. We do appreciate that, guys. Give us a like and a follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at Rock News Weekly, and we will see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. Uh, I have an idea for...